It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a Radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Hello, everybody. It is the Go Birds podcast. Uh, you can call me the Pro Dasher. I am John Barchard, of course, along with James Seltzer and Elliot Shore Parks. Uh, we have uh, got some rules that have been, uh, well, I thought they were going to be approved. And uh, apparently the NFL, once again, remains the no fun league. We'll get into that for sure. There looks to be still some news with the veteran running backs, um, LaShawn McCoy, Devonta Freeman. We'll get into all that. And uh, we're just going to keep it loose tonight. As always, uh, as uh, and we were just saying before the show here, James, incredibly, uh, how can you be so bubbly and so smooth at the same time? Because that's something we haven't figured out yet in, in probably six years of podcasting. Ooh, um, it's a great question. Um, one of a kind, I guess. <laughs> you know, as someone that's seen James dance, I definitely think smooth is the right word to. to, <laughs> to oh, man, that's so. right. You got the experience of the whiskey James Seltzer dancing. That's oh, yeah. what I, 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 I forgot that that also. Wow. You were dancing in Tennessee and down in there in Nashville. It's just you got to do it. John let, me, John, let me tell you something. I don't remember. <laughs> That's possible. Answer That's what I like to hear. That is what I like to hear. Uh, we did get a sneak peek at Elliot's uh, quarantine haircut. My goodness, no wonder you don't go outside. I wouldn't go right. out there with that haircut right. either. I'm thinking about just keeping it long, though. We'll see. I'm not decided. I do miss feeling fresh having it done, but I'm kind of feeling the long hair. I would don't you? Know. Would we'll you? Make- my, my beard is the longest it's ever been by far. Is <laughs> unclosed. It is like a serious, intense beard right now. I can Are you guys? I was getting long, but I shaved it just because it doesn't look good at all. So I shaved it. Are you guys comfortable with doing side by sides for the Go Birds podcast at GoBirdsPod on the Twitter dot com, and then like people can comment, or should we not do that? I think we'll stay away from that one. Uh, <laughs> I, 
I'm not looking to spread this look around. No, I, nor would I be. But is there something is there something that maybe we could the listeners could achieve for you guys to feel satisfactory about putting those pictures out? Possibly. I don't know if it's. I just can't imagine mine turning into anything but mean spirited comments. I mean, for James, (laughs) it'll probably be great. But (laughs) (laughs) what if we do what if we do it right now as we're recording the podcast? If if uh, if I just say this, if this tweet gets uh, 5000 retweets, then you will you will display the pictures. Is that a fair number? Yeah, I think there's a zero percent chance we get five thousand retweets for that. So one thousand? I'm gonna pass. One thousand? Everybody's passing. All right. Well, if you want to, I mean, I would, if you if you can get five thousand retweets, I will absolutely put a picture up. I just don't think there's any chance. Okay. If people care enough to yes. if you get a thousand retweets, I'll put a picture up. Uh, Elliot, are you okay with five thousand? That's that's a big number. Nah, I'm not doing it. Wow. Impre- he's there's that embarrassed. No chance. There's five thousand retweets, Elliot. I'm not doing it. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm not doing it without the beard and the hair at the same time. So if you guys want to co- try and goat Elliot into doing it and just be, I, I think it's just because you you are really the working hard this offseason when you emerge from this quarantine that when you see Josh McCown eventually, because I, I, I just figure he's going to be back here, uh, when he sees you, he's just going to be blown away by the hair, right? You don't want any type of uh, weakness shown before you see him again. Exactly. I was okay. already intimidated by seeing him all last season, but you know, I, I doubt we'll be in the locker room this year, so I probably won't see him as much. But the man's got a great head of hair. <laughs> Elliot, I want to stick with you with the uh, the NFL rules, and of course, we've got uh, a brand new James Seltzer Seltzer review that I'm ecstatic about because it is a very trendy non non alcoholic seltzer, and then a blown away by something that I saw. Uh, leaving the grocery store today with the alcoholic part of it. Had to get it, had to buy it, and uh, need to talk to you about it. But why is it, Elliot Shore Parks, that fourth and 15 as an option instead of the onside kick did not pass? Why does the NFL constantly not like fun things? That's my first question. <laughs> a lot you. of teams don't have good quarterbacks. I mean, I bet <laughs> if you went and you looked at the list of teams that voted for it versus the teams that voted against it, it would almost directly be teams that have good quarterbacks versus teams that don't. I think it would be a lot of fun. I think it's a way better way to do it. The onside kick thing is pretty ridiculous. I, although fourth and 15, the chances feel smaller. I still think they're way higher than they are with an onside kick. I would feel way more confident in the Eagles doing that than doing an onside kick. Um, here's the question I'd pose to you guys, though. I think we'd all agree like the Eagles offense would have you know, up there with other than the Chiefs offense, they'd be up there in terms of their ability to get it. Would that outweigh the fact that we all know the defense is giving up every fourth and 15 on an onside (laughs) attempt, right? (laughs) There's zero chance they're ever going to not stop one, right? And and yet they still want it. It's a good point, Elliot. Uh, It's a very good point. I can see that happening. Uh, James, do you think it's uh, a good thing that it didn't pass the fourth and 15? No, you, we talked about it. I was, I was a fan of it. I think it's a bummer. I think it would have been fun. I think it would have added more fun to the game, more fun to situations that aren't fun right now, like an onside kick where you know the game's over and there's yeah. literally no – I mean, think about how fun it could be to have that fourth and 15 chance and then a drive to potentially win the game or whatever. So, um, yeah, I'm disappointed. I think it's – I thought it was uh, – like we talked about last time, like, it, you know, for me it was – the right level of of um, you know uh, a, a new type of thing to bring to the game as opposed to something where it went too far and became a Mickey Mouse or whatever type of thing. I think this was the right level to go to. I think it was right up against the line, but the right level to go to of something that is fun, innovative, new, 
but doesn't necessarily impact or impede the integrity of the game. So I, I'm I'm disappointed. Yeah, I am too. And I am actually happy, James, that they didn't pass the sky cam rule. So happy that there isn't some stupid NFL judge to hold up this crap any more than it's already like it's it's been a disaster. The whole thing has been and I know that like I, I, I feel one way towards that Al Riveron who is not gonna overturn anything. We we know that already. And actually I kinda dig all this. I, I really wish that everybody would just get three challenges for the game. They make everything reviewable. You can take your chances wherever you want to go. That would be great. But in if I'm going to get one or the other here, James, I'm glad that there is not a optional replay judge to be to get the call right or whatever. I think it takes the, the human ele- element out of it, and I'm glad that they didn't do it. Well, I mean, look, if they had actually done it the right way, the way the rule was intended to be, maybe – it's a different thing, it you know. I, I think the, you know, the idea of the rule it wasn't enforced, like you know, and then it made coaches not want to challenge and all that stuff. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm fine with it not being there. The way it was employed last year, I'm happy it's gone. That was a joke. I mean, it was a joke to to not be able to challenge these. And yeah. at the end of the season, they start getting ready for the playoffs or whatever. Like it ended up being a joke. It was horribly executed. They did a terrible job with it. I think the heart of it is is a good idea that could work if if effectively executed, but it wasn't. And what we saw last year was an absolute train wreck. So no yeah. reason to bring it back. Think it was a mistake, ESP? Well, what, bringing, uh, not bringing back the pass interference? Yeah. Or the sky? The, yeah, but uh, the, all of it. Well, I, I always think, in terms of the sky cam, I, I do kind of agree that the, them trying to – Last year with the pass interference didn't really work out, obviously. I will say I do like the idea of just getting the calls right and giving them as many opportunities to do that. Being a ref is is really hard. So I do like the idea of the sky cam a little bit, but I, I agree. I thought last year their thing with the pass interference rule just didn't end up working out, and it especially hurt the Eagles in that loss to Miami. I remember, remember that touchdown. I believe it was a touchdown that got uh, overturned back into one because of the rule ended up really hurting them. So I, I was okay with it. Okay, I, uh, I I just yeah, we'll have to see what uh, what eventually comes to this, and uh, we still gotta worry about the NFL season. But Elliot, good news. I mean, that's why I kind of brought up Josh McCown is because it's an AOK in the state of Pennsylvania. Novacare is open. Uh, are mm-hmm. you anticipating some good news along the way that you'll actually be able to go back into there? Have we got anything updates on that? When are we going to find out those things? You think? Well, I'm I'm just guessing at this point. The Eagles, at a, yeah, as no media team. is my guess. Yeah, that's yeah. mine too. Yeah. I mean, I would be very surprised if we're in the locker room at all this year. But then again, who knows? I mean, this thing changes quickly. It's you know September is still pretty far away. Um, I thought it was interesting that there was a report this week that they might hold a mini camp. Um, I'm I'm assuming there'd be no media there, which is sad because I want to chart Carson Wentz's throws. But I, I also just think. When you, I would say the chance of a mini camp are slim, but the benefit to me of having it would be for the NFL, they would get a chance to get everyone in the same space, kind of test out the testing protocol, see what happens, kind of get a bit of a dry run before you're already in August and all of a sudden you're in training camp. Now, obviously I'm not a doctor, so you know who knows what the, the safety, uh, how safe it would be, but I do think in that way having a mini camp might be somewhat advantageous just so you can yeah. kind of see if what their plan is to – keep these players healthy throughout the season is going to work. Yeah, and Roger Goodell kind of extended the, uh, what was it, the off-season you know, program, uh, what they've been doing virtually for another two, two weeks. weeks yeah. So that's a good sign as well. Um, yeah, I'm getting a little excited, James. It, it, it feels like the NFL is just going to 
run this thing out. I feel a lot more confident again. Uh, by the way, James just interviewed uh, the wonderful, the beautiful Ruben Amaro over on the High Hopes podcast. I'm sure you can hear that by the time you're done. Well, maybe not done with this one, but uh, in the near future, it, by Friday, listen to that. Uh, it seems like the NFL has got their ducks in order a lot better than Major League Baseball going on right now. So if you want to know more about that, him and Fritz do a fantastic job with that. But James Seltzer, I want to get into the running backs with you, but first, it is time to review some Seltzers. Are you ready, my friend? I was born for this, John. Now, this is a trendy <laughs> one. It's a trendy one, and I've noticed that they have uh, put these in the tall boys into the 16-ounce cans. And may I just say, James, can I register a quick complaint? Uh, our favorite friends, the ones that you know told us to murder uh, their thirst and murder our thirst with their product, has come out with a new sparkling version of what they do, and they have yet to send us one of them. I'm calling wow. them out. It's ridiculous. It's, it's an it's outrage. Can you let us test it and see how it does? But, my friend... The one that Michael Blue Blay always puts out there. It is the bubbly. It is in the 16-ounce cans. And I went with the Blackberry Bubbly in the tall boy. Your thoughts? So I've actually had bubbly. So yes. I can actually talk about this. Meh. Oh, oh. wow. Strong, strong meh. Strong meh Fine. for Michael Blue Blay. Okay. Again, this comes back to the same issue for me every time. And it's why I told you I drink the vintage seltzer. Yep. Give me bubbles you can't have it called bubbly and it's not that bubbly like it's a little bubbly but it's not like bubbles in your face like i want bubbles in your face when i'm drinking seltzer any no. kind of seltzer and bubbly just doesn't have enough bubbles for me ironically i gotta i gotta say this is the first, i think that's the second critique in a row of not enough bubbles uh, but he's right on this one uh yeah that's it's it's kind of flat to be honest, uh, Elliot, I know you're not a non-seltzer guy, but how, how do you feel about a black or blackberry flavor in general? I do like the black cherry seltzers. This I don't do regular berry. seltzers. Yeah, yeah, I do like the black cherry general. But I, I will say, you know, James says there's not enough bubbles. I would bet if we poured five seltzers of any variety in cups <laughs> and didn't tell him, you would be unable to tell a difference in the bubbles versus them. I bet every oh, seltzer you're, you're has very, very wrong about amount this. of bubbles. If I don't think you're, you're very tell. wrong about this. You're very wrong. Like this. No, is, I don't. I don't think I. I, I my name is Seltzer. I, this is my my life. This is what I do. <laughs> I'm There's a reason I drink vintage because it is the bubbliest. Like I'm telling you. I, this is something I take very. There's a reason I like Coke more than Pepsi because Coke is more bubbly. Like I take this very seriously, Elliot. All right, I still don't think you would do it. Maybe when we're all allowed to yes. hang out again, we can try this. I'll, I'll, I'll bet you I can. Uh, I'll bet okay. you anything you want. Okay, yeah. great. We'll, that, we'll figure out the rules, but when, once we're all in the studio again, I will bring in five different seltzers, and we'll figure out how we're going to do this. Maybe the loser has to post their, uh, you know, quarantine picture of their bad hair and their bad beard. I'm just throwing we'll it out there. Together yeah. by then, so <laughs> probably won't be an issue. But still, it's a good thought. Can, you can take a picture now and just release it oh, later. Oh, so. I like that. Look at that. And then, hey, this is what I look this like. This is what that. we looked like. Good. I was wrong. Not bad, not bad. I will. Uh, I will challenge the Coke and Pepsi thing because I think that is ridiculous. Uh, I, 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 I will acknowledge no. the seltzer. Uh, power that you have, but I will Look, not acknowledge it. It's a smaller total. difference. It's a smaller difference. There is a much bigger difference between, let's say, a vintage seltzer and a bubbly seltzer, like a noticeable difference. It is not quite as big between Coke and Pepsi, but there is a difference. All right. So, real quick on the vintage scale, how many are we giving to bubbly? You gave you gave a half of vintage to a Mandarin Orange store brand last week. So, I just want to remind everybody where, where your where your expectations are. Yeah, I would say bubbly is somewhere in the 
5.2 range. Ooh, okay, mid. All right, that's better. I, I was expecting a lot worse, so we're moving our Somewhere way up. Somewhere between 4.7 and 5.2, to okay. be exact. Uh, we'll get to the uh, the alcoholic stuff uh, just on the other side here. But, yes, uh, Elliot Shore Parks had uh, mentioned I was listening uh, wonderfully to your hit on uh, – do you like the uh, Marks and Reese hit, by the way, where they t- turn your name into an ACDC song? Because I kind of dig that. So I really appreciate that the station took time to make it. It's very clever. It's just not really my type of music that I so, like. Hold up. What is this? I have not heard this. ESP. He's yeah. a da da I don't know what that I don't know how they did it, but uh, that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a good it's a good hit. I just I just wanna make sure that everybody well, listens yeah, I to it. I appreciate they did it. It's just yeah. I don't like the style of music, so you know <laughs> shocked. Shocked that you don't like the guy. guy. Yeah. No, it's catchy though. It, it is, is catchy. old for you, huh? It, it is very catchy. Uh but uh James Elliot Shore or yes, that is Elliot Shore Parks. Jeff McLean, who is not Elliot Shore Parks, uh had mentioned again that, you know, they have Given out an offer to Devonte Fre- uh, to Devonte Freeman, uh, Devonte Freeman still thinks he's a number one guy and is having his Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon moment here. And you know, I think most most running backs are starting to go through that, so that worries me a little bit. Uh, but here's my question to you overall: What would you rather do, or rather the Eagles do? Would you rather them slightly overpay for Jadavion Clowney, or would you rather them just you know? I don't know, take $5 million in one year on a veteran running back. Like, what would be more more useful for this team? I don't understand the point of bringing in a veteran running back, to be honest with you. Well, look, I, I think that there is need for a veteran running back in the way that as high as I am on Miles Sanders, and I think he's already an elite running back. I think the duo of him and Boston Scott are not the best running back duo in the league, but I think they're up there. And I think midway through the season, that'll be proven. That being said, Miles Sanders has only done it for one year. Boston Scott's only really done it for like four games. So I do think you need to protect yourself against both A, them potentially taking a step back, and B, the potential for injury. So with that in mind, I would bring in a Devontae Freeman. Now, the money on it to me is the hard part. Uh, You know, there's been reports, and I believe it was from uh, Mike Silver of NFL Network, that he wants around $4 million, if not more. Now, that's a lot of money for a third-string running back. Like, that's just, it is. And I don't know if I want to give my third-string running back $4 million. So it comes down to, if you're not going to sign him, is the answer to LaShawn McCoy. And to be honest, I think if I either had to give LaShawn McCoy $1 million or Devontae Freeman $4 million, I would probably lean towards Freeman just because I think he's a considerably better player. But McCoy at $1 million is pretty tempting. Uh, James, your thoughts on uh, on bringing in a veteran running back here? Yeah, I agree with Elliot in the sense that I do think they need another back. I don't, you know, just assume that like Corey Clement will be the third back or whatever. Like, I think having a veteran running back here would be helpful. I don't know if Freeman is that guy from as much from a money perspective, which Elliot said. And look, I'd love to have Freeman here, and I don't four millions in my mind too high considering where they are cap wise moving into next year and all that. Um, but um, I think it's more an issue with Freeman is he's not going to get the kind of work here that he potentially could get somewhere else. Like Miles Sanders is the guy Boston Scott's going to be involved. Like whoever they bring in is someone who's going to be a third running back, like legitimately, maybe, you know, second in some situations, like a short yardage thing or whatever, where they'll get more carries than Boston Scott gets touches. But for the most part, I mean, Miles Sanders is the guy Boston Scott will have a role. So it's not going to be a big, massive role. So I don't see Freeman being psyched to be here type of thing. Health and safety. Uh, oh, my goodness. It happened again. The Elliot oh, Shore Parks. Oh, it happened again. Damn you, NBC Sports Philadelphia. All right. Sorry. It's not me. Yeah, it's not me. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying it happened to me. Uh, my my uh, apologies. Oh, yeah. oh, it happened man. to me this time. 
Uh, uh, stop putting ads when we uh, want to read your articles. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, sorry, James. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I look. I, I think, but I do think they need to bring somebody in here, someone cheap, someone who's going to, you know, add to that room, be able to help, be a sounding board for Miles Sanders, all that type of stuff. So um, I do think someone, a veteran type guy, makes sense. But I mean, obviously, you know, I absolutely don't want it to be shady. I don't want to give Shady a dollar to be here. I don't want him <laughs> on the team. I don't think he's a great influence on. Devont on Miles Sanders. I just think I think Shady is wrong in every possible way. Well, let me right, let me push back on that because about a month ago I was I was on your side with that, and I do think there's something to be said for look. Like I covered Lashawn for I guess it must have been two two years when he was here. Like so I wasn't here for the whole Lashawn experience from the beginning, but I was there for two years. And what I'll say about Lashawn is he is someone that you know when he is in the locker room, right? He's loud, he's popular, he's always joking. Like he has a dominating personality. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that's a reality of who Lashawn is, especially with with uh, Deshaun here. Like I do think that they could really kind of shape and mold the yeah, but not in the up. way. Yeah, I think that's a bad thing. Is well, no, no, okay, yeah, right. So that so I think that. that's a horrendous thing. I don't want a locker room ruled by Shady and Deshaun. That to me is like a worst case scenario. So that's where I was going, right? I I don't think that is something the Eagles want. I don't. But what I would say is, Lashawn McCoy is your third string running back. Is not bad. Like he he showed last year in the Chiefs offense, and granted that is the Chiefs offense, so it's different. But he did show that. In an offense where he's used sporadically and used in certain spots, he can still be pretty effective. So I mean, he for, was he was deactivated for the Super Bowl. It's not like <laughs> yeah, he was super right. Effective. But I'm just saying his numbers were were good. I mean, he he had the best numbers he had in three years. And, he didn't and again, look this good is, for I'm what talking about the third string running back here, right? So I'm not talking yeah. about a guy that's. Right. I get what you're saying, but but for my third string, I don't want someone who's going to come in and be a locker room like issue and i know not from like the other person like in the terms of like i don't want a sean mccoy led locker room i don't want a deshaun jackson led locker room like i i don't want those guys fronting my team i don't want lashawn mccoy's presence in that locker room that's why i wasn't kidding when i said i would not give lashawn mccoy a dollar to come play for me like i don't <laughs> want i'm not kidding yeah, no I love not, it. that's not I, yeah. it's not a joke like i don't want lashawn Still mccoy funny, on this team for any amount of money i would rather pay a million or five hundred thousand dollars to Running back X, who is a clear third running back who's coming in as whatever veteran they want to get, whether it's – and it won't be him, but like even – let's put it this way. And I think this guy's out of football for good. I'd rather have Jay Ajayi than LaShawn McCoy. That's how little I want LaShawn McCoy here. Wow. I love it. Would you agree LaShawn McCoy is better than Jay Ajayi yes, at this point, I though? I don't okay. want LaShawn McCoy right. here. I, I, do don't, I, on, I, I don't think I'm so. I'm a little more in the middle. I don't think so, to be honest with you. Here's who should be your fourth and third running backs, okay? Uh, number one, this is what I was trying to remember and look up, Adrian Killens uh, from uh, UCF. Uh, and then if he doesn't work out, Michael Warren, running back Cincinnati. You do not spend money on running backs. You just don't, especially guys like Devontae Freeman who can't run outside, only have one skill set in part of that. You don't. Sign Sean McCoy for all the reasons James said and the fact that he sucks. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. There's a reason why if, you know, this, I can't believe this hasn't been said all week. If Sanders goes down, you know who you rely on? The guy you're paying $32 million to throw the goddamn football. And all of the speed that you drafted, that's the point. Like, I don't want to spend well, another dime on running need, backs. 
you look, you do still need a competent running back. Like now I, th- I think Devonte Freeman could do something McCoy can't like, I think Freeman could still be, if you told me Devonte Freeman was our starting running back next year, I wouldn't be super thrilled about it, but I'd be like, okay, he's a competent running back that I can count on. Right. He played 14 games last year. He's played 14 games and I believe f- uh, five out of his six years or something like that. So he's been relatively healthy. I don't think McCoy can be your every down back. So I would agree with you, Barchard, on the way. Like, I would rather see that roster spot potentially go to, honestly, like Elijah Holyfield or, or somebody like that, yeah. a younger guy, because I don't think McCoy can step up and be that guy. That being said, I'm just being honest. There is a small part of me that's like, it'd be a little bit fun to see McCoy back here. It just, <laughs> it just would be like, it was fun when Deshaun killed it in week one. Yeah. Like th- there would just be a bit of a fun part of having McCoy back. He's the best running back in franchise history. No one's worn 25. I see your point, James. I do. And I think if I was running the Eagles, I would not sign him. But I do think there is obviously a, a fun aspect of this, which is probably the only reason he's even being considered. Yeah, I, I guess. And if it's just for that, like I don't, I don't want that at all. You already have your Super Bowl ring. You got your pot belly Doritos. I just can hang out and enjoy the parties, which is exactly all you want to do. You just want to be back in Philadelphia and do it. I'm, I'm good. I don't need LaShawn McCoy. I don't need Freeman. I don't need anybody else walking into that running back locker room because I trust Deuce Well, Staley. who would you rather sign, Devontae Freeman for four million or LaShawn for one? <laughs> Either, I think, is what he's saying. Big time pass. If you, had, if you had to pick, those your those were your two options. Freeman, because he's got legs. Yeah, left. I'd take Freeman too. Yeah, uh, I would hate. I think it. I'm on the same page. There. Yeah, uh, and uh, speaking of uh, of trying to be on the same page, James Seltzer. My goodness, the uh, I, so I was in the store. I was doing my mix of six, and then all of a sudden, this beautiful packaging in line, so it did its job. Uh, stopped me in in my tracks because I saw this. Brand new, and I feel like they're popping up everywhere, but a brand new uh, hard seltzer company from Philadelphia. And they made sure to say that is one of the reasons why I got it in the first place. But the packaging is gorgeous. Their whole thing is craft hard seltzer, which means no no added sugars, no anything, gluten-free, all that fun stuff. But like the artwork is amazing. That's what caught my eye. It, the, the flavors sound amazing. So I'm going to let you... Uh, pick which one that you would grab, and I'm going to te- uh, test that. We have peach berry to start out. That's first. Uh, then we have our uh, classic orange mango. Uh, mm-hmm. And then this is the one that I'm most intrigued by, the pineapple ginger. So you, you tell me which one I should select here first. So I agree the pineapple ginger seems like the most interesting. I would um, I would probably go with the orange mango Let's personally. The orange mango. Uh, I like that too. But, uh, it's a, it's a but, but I I could, I think that the ginger one might be the most interesting flavor. Yes. So what what would you say, Elliot? Can you so these are beers you were saying? These you are the, all, all, all our hard seltzers. seltzers. Okay. Uh, again, hard seltzers. Okay. Uh, repeat the flavors. Two robbers is the brand. Uh, yeah, peach berry, uh, orange mango, or we've got a little of our pineapple ginger. <sighs> So pineapple generally upsets my stomach, so I would go against that. And then I want to know all about also, that. Yeah, I would say the very berry one or whatever that one sounded a bit nauseating, so I'd probably go with the middle one. With orange the, mango. With orange mango as yeah, well. I think, so, I think that's the move. So, is, is Seltzer, should we stick with orange mango since that was two choices for I mean, that was my gut call, too. Okay. So, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll think, roll yeah, with that. We'll, we'll try the other two uh, in unison after this if one stinks for some in particular reason. So, uh, But here's what I want to ask you, and... I, and I think it's time to get personal once we start, you know, the alcohol opens up here. Uh, I, I think there are all moments in times 
when people ask, like, when did you want to finally understand that you wanted to work in sports or have an interest of it? And I don't know if we've actually ever gone through that particular moment. So I was curious, Elliot, what was what was your moment of like, oh, man, I think I want to work in sports? Um, well, so I studied a bunch of different things in college. I did social work. Well, first I wanted to be a teacher. Then I went to social work. Then I went to psychology. Then I went to psychiatry. So I like bounced all around. And my parents are writers. At least my dad is. My mom, I believe, taught English for a little maybe. But my dad definitely is a writer. So I kind of got into that. And then I was like, if I'm going to write, I want to write about sports. And if I'm going to write about sports, I want to write about the only real team that people super, super care about. Like the Eagles are number one in Philly. So I decided to write about them, got an internship at G Cobb. And it's been obviously super fun. And I would just, I just think I knew I wanted to do something where every day it didn't feel like I was going to work. And that's definitely what it's been like. (laughs) James, what was your kind of euphoric moment when you're like, I want to work in sports? Well, I mean, I wanted to since I was a kid, like since like yeah. six years old, seven years. The first, literally, the first time I heard sports talk radio, I was like, "Oh, that's cool. I want to do that." <laughs> um, but then, is that Mike and the Mad Dog? Very long for you. Uh, well, uh, 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 so Mike and the Mad Dog was some of the first I heard, and and uh, ironically, Howard, like Howard, I, was one of the first shows yeah. I ever heard too. Um, it was kind of a combo of both because I was I was down here. And back and forth, but Mike and the Mad Dog definitely were formative. Um, but I always wanted to do it. Um, and then you know, obviously got sidetracked and all that. And then I think at a certain point, it was just I wasn't happy. I hated what I was doing every day, and I knew that the only way I could be happy was to follow my dream. And and that's kind of what happened. Yeah, that's uh, uh, every. I so remember that moment of being in like. My nights were filled with Scott Farrell. Like that was the first time I think you know, yeah, Scott Farrell on the bench. You think Scott still does Farrell? That. You because uh, I was a late night kid. Like I always stayed up late, and it would be like Howard Stern in the morning, Scott Farrell on the bench. Shot of air, shot of air, shot of air. It's got about boy. <laughs> like I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, this guy can do this on the radio. So that was one of those moments. And then like uh, I think the 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 summer of 1996 is. Uh, and I still had my talk boy, and I think calling my brother's like Legion game in Quakertown, Pennsylvania, and then playing the tapes for like my grandparents and parents afterwards. I was like, oh wow, this is. Uh, I think this is what I want to do. So I, I know we get asked that a lot, and I, I, uh, I think that's kind of a, one of the fun. Is there a time that you remember, Elliot? That because I know it's a little different for you now, but in terms of of the fandom and all that, like how did you how did you love or wanted to cover the Eagles? Like why why them? Well, just because I I think football is the funnest sport to cover, in my opinion. I, the storylines of it throughout the week are really fun. And also just the Eagles are the Eagles are tops in this town. They really are. I mean, look, the Phillies are obviously really close, and at times it can be the Sixers, but the Eagles are the most relevant team in the city. So I knew growing up here that if I wanted to do something where people would really care and I would really get to interact with passionate fans like all the time, that the Eagles were the way to go. James, do you remember your first Eagles moment? What do you mean, my first Eagles moment? Like I remember when I, mine for what really like when I like when I when I, when working or or no, just in, just in general, just like when when you first remembered, like oh man, the, this uh, this this Eagle shit's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I remember watching with my dad, and it was the uh, Eagles Giants game when Clyde Simmons recovered the fumble and ran it back. That is one of those early memories that sticks out to me. Uh, the Bruce Smith play sticks out to me as a, a relatively early memory. Um, the punt in Buffalo. Uh, but I got to meet Randall and Buddy and a few others when I was like seven years old. 
And as soon as I met those guys, like it didn't like I was like extra all in. I was an Eagles fan no matter what, because my dad was. And that's just what what we were. Um, but I got to meet those guys. And I remember like Randall getting down on one knee and he was still way taller than I was, even though he's on one knee. And I was like, wow, this is nuts. What is this world? What is happening here? And I was in from that on. Uh, and uh, yeah. less one for for just like business uh, things because I know that some people at Texas has, uh, had uh, texted some of these questions in two six seven two four five sixty sixty six. By the way, we'll get into that in just a little bit here. But if you could give, especially now, you know, like this is the first time I think we're all experiencing sports being gone. Obviously, um, if you were to tell anybody that still wanted to get into this business right now, James, whether it's radio, journalism, whatever, what would you tell them right now? Oh, um, it's a great question. Uh, I think there's a lot. Like, I think first and foremost, I would say be willing to uh, suffer for a while. Not necessarily like, you know, you can like what you're doing, but be willing to work every weekend, work every holiday, work for literally no money. You know, my when I first started producing, it was $10 an hour. Literally, that was it. Yeah. Um, So I, I think you have to be really, truly committed. You have to be willing to accept that, it's going to take time that you need to work and um, and continue to just push until you can kind of find breakthroughs and and grab onto those breakthroughs and, and be real with yourself through the process. You know, you got to be honest about it. You got to be real. Um, but I would say most important is is be willing to to commit fully to it yes. because it's not the kind of thing you can half ass. You really need to to go all in and give yourself to it. Um, and then you got to work hard and then you need some bounces to, to roll your way and you need some luck and you need to make the right people. And there's a lot of other things, but I think first and foremost, I'm just giving one piece of advice. It would be, um, go all in if you're going to go for it. Elliot, what would you say right now? Hmm. I mean, my advice I always give to people is just like, (laughs) I think you have to be different. Number one, like, I don't think you're going to make it in this industry just by kind of doing what you see your other other favorite writers like to do. Like one thing I always say when I talk to people about the Eagles beat is everybody in there kind of has a different role. Like the, I would say of like the eight Eagles beat writers that like really matter that people really care about. We all do things differently, right? Like, I mean, you know, McLean's an, an amazing reporter, right? Yeah. Like Jimmy's Jimmy's hilarious and provides good analysis. Like, you know, all the like I could go down the line for all eight of them. Like, so I think you just have to bring something different to the table because in all walks of media, it when you say stand out, it comes across like you're saying, like, oh, you have to like be outrageous and have the hottest take and like clickbait and all that. But it's not really what it is. You just have to find something that you can do well that other people aren't doing so yeah i think if like you're, if you're listening to this and you want to cover the eagles presumably because you're probably an eagles fan if you're listening to this like just figure out what you do really well and do that and don't try to copy what other people do the other thing i would say is when i was younger and i would ask people for advice they would say like you just have to work harder than everybody else and i'd be like all right fuck you that's like a <laughs> you're just like blowing me off with this answer right but i will say it's true like the reason i think i got my job and where i'm at is like I just literally, whenever anything happened, I reacted to it. And like, you can't take days off, like James was kind of saying. And I'm sure, as you know, throughout your career, you haven't done either, Barchard. Like, you know, you you can't take days off. Like, you just literally always have to be there. And eventually, if you do it long enough, like, I always remember my first blog post. I think it was 2008, and like that was 12 years ago, or I guess. Yeah, 12 years ago now. Yeah. Dumb math there on my part, but it's a long time. It's a really long time, right? And I'm still nowhere 
close to where I want to be. I always want to improve. So I, I think that you have to work hard and think, and it's just, no, it's going to take a really long time, like five, six, seven years to get where you want to be. Yeah. I think that's always kind of a good time frame. And off of that, you know, it is true. And it's more than just working hard on top of that. I think everything that Elliot and James were saying were exactly correct. You got to know when to adapt as well. And just want to echo some of those things too, because even in saying those beat writers' names, like you identify with whatever, you know, I mean, I guess they say their brand on Twitter or whatever the fuck, you know, but I know if if it's about a compensatory picks, I get, you know, Kemsky's probably got the, the, the best information on it because he follows that, you know, uh, very closely. The reason why we got uh, noticed a couple of times in the first place is because the obsession of Jim Cowley and Sam Bradford and not being able to hear what we wanted to hear. So we just went and did it. And now you have every opportunity to go and kind of do that um, as well. And it is going to be, I think it's harder, certainly. Like if we had to restart the whole thing over, like there was no Eagles podcast again, I'm not sure how, it, if it would work or we would do the exact same things over and over, but that's the part of it. And right when it is about to feel like there is no light at the end of the tunnel is usually when you find your answer. That has been my experience most of this time in this business. And, you know, you're going to fuck up and you're going to make a lot of mistakes and you're going to make a lot of great things and you're going to get a lot of attention all at the same time. If you're doing all those things and it feels like you're heading towards that, don't stop. Uh, the only thing I would say, if it feels like you have no fight left in you, then it is probably time to cho choose something else or to, you know, take the same skills and put them somewhere else you might love like sports and find out that you might not love them but it's okay because there's other things out there that you can do a lot of the same things with so uh for sure and like never feel uncomfortable to text the text line and i you know if you want to do it privately uh we can certainly do that and uh we've got we've got plenty of time on our hands until sports actually comes back here 267-245-6066 we do appreciate all the questions fellas i'm i'm genuinely surprised uh, by this, uh, this two robbers here. Uh, the orange mango, I think, was the proper flavor to go with. It has no sweet. It has no anything. This, if I could just, this feels like a, a Grizzly Adams type of seltzer. Like it's gonna put a little hair on your chest. It wasn't disgusting like the uh, that that abomination of whatever we tried last week. This feels like a like a, a, a yeah like a, a very serious seltzer. It's not like. Would you, are you into we'll those to, things? We'll have to try. Well, yeah. Here's the lesson. Yeah, uh, gluten free is the worst. And is it? You should never go with it unless you actually have to because you have celiacs or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, oh, it's uh, it's strange. I I I'm enjoying it. It's very refreshing, but there is no. There's no spoonful of sugar at the end of this one. I just wanted to shout I'm out. I'm obviously that. joking about the gluten. I mean, not to a point, but I don't think it really matters for seltzer. I've just seen no, no. seltzer. <laughs> no, no, I don't think it matters either. I'm going to try the other ones. As we're In fact, I've, maybe all seltzer is gluten-free. I'm, sure I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. We'll, uh, we'll double check on that for sure. But uh, there was, uh, was a couple of quick ones here. And little inside baseball with this one uh, from the 813. We appreciate you listening. How can I get my hands on one of those snazzy go birds t-shirts uh does anybody know where they went <laughs> that's my question to you guys because uh they are i mean the studio move and i mean we're not even i know actually i guess you guys are both in the studio now but obviously the studio is a bit shut down now but yeah 
I mean, we can find one. We'll give them one for sure. I don't know if there's any left, James. I think ever. I think they were so cool that everyone had to hand them out right before all the pandemic stuff happened. I don't think there is anymore. I don't think they exist. Yeah, I, I think the better point is if they are somewhere, I have no idea where they are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they're not up on the website or anything like that. So uh, uh, is there uh, – oh, then I'm going to edit this. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Elliot, it was, it was probably about 50-50 with uh, is Cousins Wentz debatable. There was a lot of vitriol. Yeah, so that's vitriol. how you know it's a debate right there. Yep. In fact, it was even 50-50. So, so. so I guess I'm wrong and just everybody's stupid. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not conceding on this. It's embarrassing. There are 50% of people are just wrong. Um, uh, this is from uh, Chris in Nashville. Uh, he says, uh, what's up, guys? Uh, he, oh, wait, no, no. This He's just uh, uh, following up because we, we shouted him out last time. Uh, thanks for keeping up the Eagles conversation, and thanks for keeping it going. It's the only thing uh, that keeps me sane as I study here in Tennessee for the bar exam. Oh, my goodness. Uh, if I got a question this week, is Howie married to the way – uh, married to one way of building a team. JJ was supposed to be a mild Al- Alshon. Rager was supposed to be this fast guy like Deshaun. Miles draws comparisons to Shady. Sidney Razul draft. Was that just trying to replicate Brown and Shepard? I think that question's been asked a lot, James. Like, are they just looking to replace the good players and those traits what they had before rather than just scouting good players? Do you think that's a thing with the with the Eagles front office? No. I don't. I mean, look, I think this offseason they've completely tried to get different type of players. I mean, they, they were like, oh, we need to be faster. Let's get fast guys. I mean, no, I, I don't. I mean, like Deshaun wasn't on that. I mean, Torrey Smith and Deshaun are completely different players. They bring Deshaun back. I, I don't know. I don't I don't see that. I don't think they drafted J.J. just to be the new Alshon. I think they just made a mistake and they thought J.J. was the best receiver on the board at that point. So, no, I don't think he's married to one way ability. I, I think there, I think there is some truth to that. Uh, what what the texter said. I I do think that Howie has certain types of players he likes, and he had, I mean, you know, obviously a lot of success at certain points with those types of players. Um, I just think the Eagles' biggest thing is they overcorrect. Like they go from okay, we're going to be big and physical to okay, now we need to be really fast to okay, we're going to be a veteran team on one year deals to all right, now we're going to sign guys that can be here for a long time. So I think that's more of it, but. I look, I do think that with JJ, they thought he could be the next Alshon. I do think they view Rager as now, I don't want to say the next Deshaun because he's a Hall of Fame type deep threat, but that type of player. So I do think there's some some comparisons, but I think it's more just about them constantly having to overcorrect to them from the mistakes they made. Yeah, and that's more or less like what uh, James, I think, has been saying for a while there, too. So I, yeah, I think there's some truth to it, maybe, but. I think that's just going to naturally happen when we're Eagles fans. So those comps get thrown out there in the beginning. And like even <laughs> I don't I can't remember where I saw it from. But like, hey, uh, Jalen Rager is going to be used all over the field. It's just yeah, no shit. Like, of course he is. Like all all of these things that are, you know, supposed to be big surprises over the last couple of weeks are just like, I don't know, seem pretty normal to me. Like Rager looks like a just young replacement because that's what they're trying to do but also he can do more than than that and i think he's going to start uh you know in the slot in the backfield punt return kick return like all the things that we mentioned uh since the draft have, here. have you guys seen the over under on regger for this year where yards i didn't what was it all right first let me ask you what you would set the over under on for jalen regger this year for receiving yards uh 425 Oh, it's so funny I, that I would go a little higher than you. Um, I would say probably like 500. 
It's 700 yards. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Isn't that, I mean, look, he could do it, but if he gets over 700 yards, that's like, it's a home that's run. In a, that's I'm, crazy. Dad. Especially other, this season, this with no yeah. off season on, that's crazy. Like to me, if he got over 500 yards, that would be okay. Like he, he could be a bit of a player. I think 700 yards is way too high. And that's not even being, I mean, we just came right? off a season where with Elliot's favorite stat, I mean, yeah. no receiver at over 500. Yards. <laughs> right. I just, I thought that was insane. Like no matter what you think of Rager, I mean, 700 yards is that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. The, uh, did it out of curiosity to have touchdowns along it? Is there an over under for him on touchdowns yet? I didn't see that. Okay, no. that's the one I'm more interested in, obviously. But 700 yards would be, uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be a little shocking, even if it gets close. I'd t absolutely, everybody would take that in the first year uh, with Jalen Rager. So, uh, just real quick, I opened up the um, the pineapple ginger because I was really curious. This is the one. This is delicious. I, I don't know what's what's ah, wrong with the initial instinct was right. Yeah, I don't know what, the, what what's up with the mango orange. That's a little funky, but this 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 pineapple ginger gets the full seal of approval. Just want to shout them out before the end here. So, uh, uh, James, any 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 last final thoughts here? I know we're uh, we're all waiting for for more news, and uh, obviously we'll be uh, we'll have our ears to the grindstone. Well, you don't have a choice. You have a long beard, and you got to work with the camera and Richie every day. So <laughs> what, uh, what, uh, what's going through your mind as we're leaving here? Uh, man, um, I think we covered a lot of it. Uh, yeah. uh, I'll go to a, a different sport and just say, get out of your own way, baseball. Stop being <laughs> a bunch of morons. I can't stand everyone involved. I've staunchly been on the player side over the owners, like very staunchly, but I'm getting to the point where I, I hate everybody and yeah. I just want them to figure it out. Uh, same. Elian, any uh, final words from you, sir? Um, I guess just it does. I have two things. First is it does seem like there's actually going to be football and it does seem like there's going to be fans in the stands and yeah. who knows what in two months will happen in three months, but I'm just loving the optimistic trend that seems to be taking both with the Eagles potentially practicing, you know, and that's a good sign for training camp opening. And then whether it's the right decision, I don't know, but Texas is saying there can be fans 25% capacity in some stadiums. So, you know, you just, it's just good to, feel some optimism i guess i would say it's yes. good to just seem like okay this is trending in the right direction there and there looks like there's going to be eagles football and that's super exciting yes uh that that is uh been uh, very exciting to feel that at least and i hope that all comes true i'll leave you with this i uh <laughs> made a delivery this morning uh it was the golden arches it was at 11 30 and i just want to say whoever i delivered that to if you somehow are listening to this i smelt everything that was going on and good for you Good for you uh, and the 40-some-odd dollars of McDonald's that were at your door. You are doing it right. Wherever you are out there, I hope. Uh, yeah, that's how I could go for $40 in McDonald's <laughs> right now. I'll say that much. I hope, I hope you're doing well, my friend, and I hope you guys are doing as well, too. Drink as many seltzers as possible in, in honor of James Seltzer. And honestly, just tweet something that you, you're, you're afraid to tweet because Elliot does that all the time, and that's why we have great discussions. Uh, I love every, everybody texting in 267-245-6066. We will uh, see you Saturday 1 to 3 for Go Birds Radio. Uh, we will figure out the pod uh, podcast schedule after that, and uh, tune it in right here, radio.com, sports radio. Radio 94 WIP. James? Come on.